Bruce Johnson, founder and CEO of Biscalers and the Biscalers Club. And today I want to talk to you about the one mistake you're making that is hindering every review and every plan you're doing. The one mistake you're making that you're forgetting to do that is literally hindering every review and every plan that you're working on or making or doing. Now, wouldn't it be great if there was one question you could ask that would solve all those problems? Wouldn't it be great if there was one question that whenever you're doing a review, whether you're doing a review of an individual, whether you're doing a review of a product launch, whether you're doing the review of a plan, whether you're doing the review of a, an event, or whether you're working on a plan, again, for this year, this quarter, it could be a plan for an event, could be a plan for a product, could be a plan for a marketing campaign. Wouldn't it be great if there was just one question you could add to the mix that would change the ball game for you? And the good news is there is one question, and that one question is a simple question. It's one you, you already know, but you're probably not asking. In fact, you could just ask yourself, am I regularly asking this one question? So if you're doing a review, the one question would be, what were my assumptions or what were our assumptions? And if you're planning moving toward the future, you'd be asking, what are our assumptions moving forward? Or what are my assumptions moving forward? So you're either going to use the past tense or the present. Same question, just to determine whether it's past or present. Uh, so the one question, what are our assumptions? So let me give you an example so you can see how powerful this is. Let's just say that this year you were working on your strategic plan and you're an accounting firm and you decided that you wanted to have an outsourced CFO service that you were going to launch in January. And uh, you got it off to a start. You had a, a, an accountant on your team named Joe. We're just going to call him Joe. And Joe was ready to rock and roll with it. Uh, the launch starts in January. And then all of a sudden, by mid-February, late February, Joe ends up leaving your firm and decides to go work with a competitor in your same uh, local area. All of a sudden now it's June and you're reviewing the first six months of the year. You're looking at your strategic plan and you wanted to get somewhere between, let's say, $250,000 and $350,000 from your CFO services in the first six months, seven fifty dollars for the whole year. And so you're looking at the first six months and you all of a sudden notice, hey, we only have $50,000 in new fees in the first six months from this outsourced CFO service that we thought was going to deliver $750,000, but somewhere between two fifty and three fifty dollars now, so we're like anywhere between two dollars and $300,000 short. So now we got a problem. Typical review, you'd say, okay, what's causing the problem? Almost every company that I know of is going to say, well, the problem's obvious, like Joe left. That's what the problem is. And everyone would around the table shake their head and go, yep, that's the problem. And then they move on and nothing would really change. Uh, the end of the year would come and maybe they do 100, 125,000, maybe 150,000, but they're going to fall significantly short, 650, 750,000 short of what they, 700,000 short of what they wanted. That's going to happen all over the place because they didn't ask the assumption question. So if you go back and ask the assumption question, you're going to try to figure out what was valid and what wasn't valid. So what was valid in your assumptions? Well, in your conversations, let's say with business owners, you found that a lot of them actually like an outsourced CFO service. They like forward-looking documents more important than um, more than they like backward-looking documents. So, you know, getting cash flow projections. Like everyone likes that idea. So, we, you know, we figured out a market. They, there's a want. That was true. Um, we would find maybe that the pricing that we came up with actually we haven't found a lot of people that don't like that pricing. So maybe our pricing was right in the ballpark, right? So there are some assumptions you made that were actually going to prove to be valid. So they're not all bad. But then you go to what assumptions do we have that didn't turn out to be true? And let's say one of them might be, well, we assumed that Joe was going to be here. Well, why did we assume that Joe was going to be here? Well, we assumed that Joe had been here for seven years 
And um, since he'd been here seven years, he was happy. And uh, every year we gave him a COLA, a cost of living adjustment. So he got, you know, two to 5% raise every single year. So he must be happy. He'd been here seven years, had a COLA, like totally happy. Well, it turns out that that's probably not a valid assumption. Just because somebody who's been there for a long span of time doesn't mean they're happy. And just because you've given them a COLA, even if you've given them on the high end of a COLA, doesn't mean that they're going to be happy because it turns out that Joe went to another firm that paid him an additional 15000 beyond what you were paying him. So maybe our assumption that just because someone has been here for a long time and they're happy is not a good assumption. Maybe because we give people colas may not be a good assumption. Now, let's think about that. What else? Well, we assume that you know since Joe was leading this, that Joe was going to create systems because we talk about systems all the time. It turns out he didn't create any systems. It turns out that we assume that he was going to create marketing materials. He didn't create any marketing materials before he left. Uh, Joe was basically selling this based on his personal relationships and his ability to smooth talk people. But the reality was he didn't create documents and marketing materials and systems. He also didn't have any backups. You know, we figured that you know he was going to create a system that other people would be able to use and they'd be trained in. No one else was trained in it. So when Joe left, we're left in the lurch. In other words, there are a whole bunch of assumptions that were made that turned out to not be true. But if we had just gone to the low level, which is what most people do, which is, you know, Joe left and move on, we never would have uncovered all those other things. So if you really want to get good at growing and scaling a company, you have to be really good at making decisions. And the way you become good at making decisions is you evaluate the assumptions made in previous decisions, which turned out to be true, which ones turned out to be false, because now you have this database of decisions that you've made and assumptions you've looked at. So the next time something comes around, you can look back and say, hey, you know what, this seems an awful lot like X. And, you know, we made some bad assumptions here. Let's not make those bad assumptions again. Uh, or we made some good assumptions here. And I think these are the assumptions we should be making moving forward. So when you're doing reviews, you need to add into your process this one question. What assumptions did we make? Which ones were true? Which ones weren't true? And that will help you every time you're making decisions moving forward, make better decisions. Very few business owners and entrepreneurs that I've ever met actually ask the assumption question. And that is to their own neglect and detriment. On the other hand, if you're working on planning, you have to add the assumptions question into the plans because you're making decisions based on assumptions. And especially if you're doing this with a team of people, so you've got three, four, five, seven people making decisions, chances are there are a lot of different assumptions around the table. And so you're making decisions, but they're not always based on the right assumptions. <clears throat> you want to make them explicit. So as you're working on something, you want to be asking the question, well, what assumptions are we going to make about the market? What are we making about our customers? What assumptions are we going to make <coughs> Excuse me, about um, our competitors? What assumptions are we going to make about interest rates? What are assumptions are we going to make about X? So you just want to ask those kinds of questions because you're going to make better decisions. And then the team has the ability to discuss and debate. I remember years ago doing this uh, with a bank. And I, you know, one of the questions I had was, what do you, what's your assumption about interest rates moving forward to the next 12 months? And their assumption was that it was going, interest rates would be pretty stable, but they were going to go up a half a percent, probably about mid-year. Turns out that in the first quarter, they went down 1%. <laughs> well, that 1.5% had a huge impact on the revenues of the company. But it was based on a bad assumption. I remember challenging the assumption and no, that we're, we're confident in this. Okay, I mean, it's your company. You get to make the decision. I didn't think it was going to be the right one. They thought it was the right one. Turns out I ended up being right. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But you got to be clear. What is the assumption that you're making? 
And if you ever needed any motivation to realize how important this principle is, all you have to do in the time of recording this is think through what happened during the COVID-19 experience here in the U.S. as well as around the world. I mean, governments made decisions based on assumptions, all right? And now we're looking back. Some of those assumptions were correct. Some of those assumptions were bad. And, uh, it, you know, when you're moving forward, you don't know which ones are going to be good and which ones are going to be bad. All you can do is do the review and look back. And then you just realize we made some good decisions and we made some bad decisions, but they're all based on assumptions. And if the assumptions are wrong, we're going to probably make either wrong decisions or we're going to make suboptimal decisions. So if you want to grow and scale a great company, you have to be great at asking the assumption question. Almost every business owner and entrepreneur that I know of forgets to ask that question. But you need to become great at it because the better you are at asking the assumption question, both reviewing and in planning, the better you are going to be at making decisions. And those decisions are going to allow you to be able to grow and scale your company faster. So I hope you found this helpful. Don't forget, moving forward, to ask the assumption question. If you found it helpful, make sure if you haven't subscribed yet and you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening by podcast, hit the subscribe button there. Uh, because my commitment each and every week is to bring you actionable ideas that will help you grow and scale a great business and do so faster. Um, and if you are interested, don't forget to check out the Biscalers Club at scalingclub.com, scalingclub.com. So until next week, to your accelerated success, Bruce out.